Howdy Haunts, and welcome to the first Pragmagic episode of the Year of the Coyote, the Year of the Coyote, 2023, my magical number, 2-2-3. The music you are hearing right this second is from my new album I released on the new year. It's entitled Aspector, and it's under the moniker Ectogasm. The music was recorded and performed as a live-streamed audiomancy ritual or dim session for my hauntomancy workings as I explore in my haunt manual episodes. I decided to clean it up and create an unrealized film score. I named the tracks utilizing various cut-ups of my literary works and ideas, and the album is now on Bandcamp, and will have a major release on all streaming platforms this month at some juncture. Also, look out for the next audio chapter of the Haunt Manual. The literary divisions of the chapter have already been released via my substack at keatsross.substack.com. The following chat with Luxistrata of the Luxicult Podcast, Sam Shadow of Shadow Zone Productions, and Miss J.J. Rain de Blanc was casted live late into the night on December 29th, 2022. We dipped into the ratitudes of the multitudes of magnanimous creative works, personal transformations, all the while Coyote cackling about the missives, the mopes, and the mall. I have taken the time to meticulously hyperlink every project mentioned by any of us that was created in 2022. Everything we chat about should be listed in the order that they were mentioned in the show notes below. I urge everyone to bask in the symphonic detritus of artistic dead skin as we glisten in the moon of new projects. Or, you know, just check out all the links and subscribe to everyone, okay? Consider being a patron to get access to the multitudes of projects no one else gets, like the full Ectogasm album weeks before it was released, uh, the entire Dakota Slim discography, Patreon-only streams, panels, the sacred and unsullied discord, and all my crazy musings, patreon.com slash pragmatic. Oh, and uh, for you podcast preferred types, I have fixed the Spotify glitch that seemed to have banished over 60 episodes of this here Pragmatic podcast. So now, all old episodes are pouring in as I get to each one to fix. 2023 is the year of the coyote, of the coyote, and of the trickster creative abandoned, charged and haunted within us. So please join me, Luxa, Sam, and JJ, as we relish and revel into the creative abandon that was 22 and now is 23. So slither hither, weirdos and witches. Here's my chat for the end.
Pragmagic has always been um, an avenue for me to speak with people that inspire me. And sometimes, you know, there's ebbs and flows of that. Um, I had to reformat Pragmagic to something that spoke more to me. So it was more of a creative outlet with things like the Haunt Manual and all of that, which we'll go into later. But also saving and kind of relishing interviews with people that really did sing to me this year. And on Halloween, one of those people was JJ of Ryan DeBlanc Jewelry. So welcome, JJ. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Nice I'm, to be back. It always feels, you know, I always feel so out of shape doing these things. Uh, it's funny if you don't just keep on it, keep it on. But uh, yeah, uh, as we were talking about before the show, you know, going over my notes for all that was casted in 2022, um, it is wondrous how much shit went down personally, especially, um, but also, you know, in the somatic shared reality that we all toil in. Right, right. It was, um, <laughs> oh man, just collectively and uh, it just seemed like everything was just in a hyper mode, I would say. Yeah. A hyper normalized mode too, I think. Yeah. It was kind of this cadence of after everything that had been down, you know, in 2020 and 2021, there was this weird cadence of my, uh, you know, shit floor was raised. <laughs> so I don't really feel that much substrate underneath it anymore that I would have, you know, maybe a couple of years ago. So um, it's definitely allowed me to kind of, you know, pierce through that substrate and things that were maybe truly remarkable and not to get too bent out of shape about the things we cannot change as they say. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, I think been a, a huge lesson in these past almost three years now is to really become malleable and, you know, become that silver surfer and ride the wave through waves through all of these, um, really unstable, uncertain times of both the collective and the personal stuff. Got to yeah. stay weak in the knees, I guess. Um, yeah. well, it's, a, <laughs> it's a boat leg year for sure. You know, yeah. sea legs, you know? But yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just a smor smorgasbord of, of things that I was writing down. Not only, as I said, in the beginning of things that I created, but, you know, watched other people create too that moved me and inspired me. And it, it felt like for the first time we could kind of, you know, huff that ghost gas that's above that dark substrate a bit. Um, and like really get back into this rhythm of, you know, what makes us as, I, I don't want to sound all pretentious, but, you know, like as artists or creators or being able to, compartmentalize the stuff that would get into the way of that relationship, you know, and uh, yeah, kind of keep on keeping on. It also, you know, magnanimously was the a fervent year for personal change and growth um, and relocation. I know for you, 
you had just right it was this year oh yeah yeah <laughs> i had a lot of um there was like about five months where i didn't have a stable living space so it's kind of all over the place and then finally landed here yeah yeah i mean uh, change yeah, right you you hit it uh you hit uh right before the polar polar vortex 2022 oh, yes thank <laughs> goodness <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah. So but at the same time, parallel to that, and I think this is going to be the constant theme with this entire show, whatever this is, there's no rhyme or reason, really. You know, just because I'm wearing a tie doesn't mean I know how to tie it. Right. So we're going to find out uh, just how wavy these waters are that we're going to be surfing, as you said, you know, the silver surfer, those cosmic rays. Um, But you parallel to everything that was happening in your life, I feel like skyrocketed in, in a sense of your own creative endeavors and a lot of the passions. And I feel like your, you know, your business as it were, even though it is pretty much your artistic output um, has done really well this year. And I, I feel the, I feel that, you know, I feel copacetic to that as well. Like there's, there's something we share there where yeah, you were... seem to have a great parallel to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So was there, you know, after this finding the landing, did you feel that kind of cascade of needing, you know, to finally find the rhythms of work again, or you were always kind of just surfing oh. along that. Right. Um, yeah, I really was get. I was feeling that itch. I had to, it's really crucial for me to create constantly. I mean, you, I'm sure you understand the creativity is happening on many levels. A lot of it is a mental process. And so I've always, I always had things spinning in my head of things I wanted to get working on when I finally had a space to work in again. Um, and that kept me going. And I, I've, tried to just constantly find ways to feel like I was still relevant, even though I couldn't really make anything during that time. I was, you know, in between living situations. Um, relevant to like your connection to <laughs> everything. Like for me, yeah. because what I'm doing right now is really uh, a big part of my my income, um, I feel like I have to keep on top of that as far as constantly posting things. Because people are very, you know, the, the attention span is non-existent basically these days. I, it, maybe it's a little better in some sense and, and other ways it's like worse than ever. So people will forget about you if you don't keep constantly Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Interesting. Like just yeah. it. So I felt like I had to constantly keep posting on Instagram and Twitter and all that and and kind of like recycling through my work to see what might still be appealing and and also for myself. I like to go back and revisit things that were probably really great ideas that I didn't spend enough time and attention on. So yeah, during all that time, I just 
was trying to find new ways to keep it going. And I was really ready to get out the gate and do stuff when I got here. And thankfully, I didn't really miss a beat. And things have just been going really pretty smoothly, really well, considering. I mean, when you're not able to work for five months or even longer, it's kind of scary and also frustrating. Yeah. So I'm thrilled that things are as good as they are at this point in the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, when they need to be too, right? I mean, there's a lot of outside (laughs) factors, you know, whether it's sentiment, sentimentality with, you know, familial aspects or uh, weather, right? It's like, it's like all of these things kind of add up to this, this conundrum of the, the winter of I need to be warm and to take care of myself. But at the same time, you know, there's all of these factors that are beating down on me in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot of hurdles, a lot of obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another thing I've learned over the years is that life just keeps going. We can't mm-hmm. just, like there was a period I'd say in 2020 and part of 2021 that I felt like I should just stop doing everything. Cause why bother the world's falling apart, which is not really my, that's not my usual spirit of things. I'm, I'm usually a, a real, um, you know, optimist, mm-hmm. but <laughs> During that period, I felt really like, oh, my God, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. What's the point? Um, but then eventually I was like, this is ridiculous. This is just how life is. No matter what is going on in the world or personally, eventually these things, they they aren't as crazy anymore. They mellow out and we just move through it. And, yeah. and thankfully... Um, you know, sort of recollecting myself, I was able to bring it back around and just keep going. Yeah. And I want to, you know, I'm going to be jotting down parallels throughout this show. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's in chat and to remind people that this will be sort of a panel show too. But I say that because when I talk to you, JJ, whoever else might come on, um, I'm jotting down these parallels, these themes, and a big one that we share, I think, was space uh, in a very, you know, metaphorical and literal kind of construct of space and us needing to carve out not only space to construct and to create, but space to alleviate the hardships of the day, space to feel secure, feel a bit put together, right? A little yeah. bit, which is hilarious because to me, it always comes back down to another theme for me. And we've talked about this is the contradiction, right? It's uh, there's nothing I love more in the creative sphere than breaking down shit and, you know, maybe deconstructing stuff or, you know, throwing shit all over the place, being just generally uh, just being a general miscreant when it comes to <laughs> art. But at the same time, needing that kind of other end. And I think 2022 
for me actually um, allowed me after a while, just as you, uh, to, to find that gentle medium, you know? Um, and as I talk about, I'll be playing stuff throughout the show too, just going over all the great stuff that happened this year artistically. But, you know, it is, it goes without saying that with all of this, there is this, how do I put it? It's, um, it's metamorphosis, right? There's this, uh, this transformative part of that you can see reflected in the artwork of what that time was like. And uh, my work with haunt manual and, you know, these different kind of magical uh, prisms that I'm working with, you know, had so much to do with space. And as you had mentioned earlier, another theme is finding echoes of the past of like kind of forgotten, wonderful valleys that you were, transdimensionally wayfaring in you know creative aspects but because life got in the way they were truncated and so once you get your space back you're allowed to kind of you know like a ghost move through these broken synapses in the brain and start to put things together again and that that was a huge aspect of this year as well yeah it's um it's like haunting those spaces again <laughs> no pun intended but it is and uh um speaking of which you can subscribe to haunt manual at keats ross that's <laughs> um yeah the space though is very important it's you know mental space physical space giving your time your yourself some time to just sit in quiet and sit with your thoughts and all of that and work through things that you need to work through and uh, just try to really birth out something new. Yeah. And that's what you were talking about with the transformation. And um, it's really like a, a transformation and a transmutation of things. Yeah, definitely a transmutation. I would say, because it really is, and, you know, and I, I write about this all the time, it's that third scene or that three scene of, you know, finding the third mind between a past self and a and a want of a future self, or, you know, kind of creating that that third prism of, you know, what was and what should be or what can be, um, and, you know, to charge kind of a present it's it's yeah it really is a but it's also taking it's like allowing the echoes of the self from the past it's not changing them it's allowing them to kind of permeate and move through and you know create something new so i think yeah transmutation works better uh in the literal sense right because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's still it's still a mutant you know, demon husk of a me that's in there. But uh Yeah, well I think that's important to never forget those pieces of where things generated from or where where they began. Yeah. Because they do give life to the new thing, the the third the third rail, so to speak. I like the yes, the third rail. <laughs> The electrified third rail, deadly. <laughs> um, yes, but well. and we have 
is Sam Shadow here with us. Oh, cool. Hey, Sam. Hey, hey Sam. how's it going, everybody? Good, good. Welcome, good. welcome. Glad to be um, here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I actually just finished up an awesome podcast with Michelle about Plunder Phonics. Nice. And Land, and it was a lot of fun. Many laughs were had. So good. It's funny. I mean, this will be a common theme throughout the show, but I know you and I were talking last night about Plunder Phonics and sample culture and that how that relates to hauntology and especially like how it relates to me and my work with the, you know, quote unquote hauntomancy stuff. And it just, you know, what JJ was saying, it all seems to be very tethered to, I think, this kind of overarching idea of what this year was, which was really about kind of picking up the pieces, you know, of what was or what could have been since this huge cosmic hiccup that we've had and kind of creating some new artworks and new pathways with with that stuff so yeah it's all tethered man it's all That's connected so man. i and i feel like um a lot of pop culture music movements and um production fads and everything like they really do kind of fall into a cyclical nature and i think yeah. like um you know, and I was talking about this with Michelle, like there are certain Plunder Phonics albums like um, John Oswald Plexure that kind of like they feel like a time capsule of that decade. You know, like you listen yeah. to and you hear everybody from like Michael Jackson, Metallica, Prince, Madonna, you know, wh whatever it might be all in the same track. And like it's it's like the nineties in a nutshell, basically. Um, and it is kind of like, I guess it's own pop culture, uh, hauntomancy because it lives mm -hmm. in the public zeitgeist and, um, well, and they used it to create something new. And I think that's the big, you know, as I was saying with, it is funny though, like, but here we are where now people can sample plunder phonics and create something new from the shards of the things that they created from. And, the world turns you know and it can keep going um the true yeah. self exists within the false self right yeah as i said i'm going to be playing stuff throughout the show uh one of the things came up with you sam specifically um michelle Embry's in here hello jonicide julie um hopefully those that i sent the link out can join if they want to um but I did want to kind of go through a train here of how the year went. And uh, I think the biggest one was the Honquinox. That's how we started pretty much. For me, that's how 2022 started. Um, after, you know, some kind of devastating things. But we'll go into that later. Let's let's let everybody loosen up first, shall we? Um but the Hawkwinox was such an incredible uh, coming together, a meeting of the mind, as they say, that uh, I really, it's just such a great marker of what, I don't know how to put it, it casted the future ghost of what I hope will be moving into 2023 and what, you know, I'm planning to do more on, more on <laughs> But uh, we are going to do the Honquinox again. 
and it'll be around the spring equinox. So everyone mark your calendars. But I wanted to play a piece of it, and I thought, Sam, if you wouldn't mind, I could play your wonderful documentary that uh, you included. Yeah, if you'd like to. It's a tad bit long, so. (laughs) So I'm going to skip through a bit, actually, because we're going to go through Honquinox and just certain parts that I have listed here. And and those that might be listening, if I put this out as a podcast, like just how kind of joyous and fun this thing was that sparked this year. If uh, if you'll all let me, is that cool? Can I share one humorous thing about yeah. um, my submission on the Honquinox? I <laughs> I remember like right whenever I got to share it with everybody, you put it on um, screen share and like everybody got really quiet. And right at that moment, Stevie opened a beer. <laughs> and I believe nice. that's still in the video. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And no, that's perfect. But we'll talk about Stevie in a bit too. And I just want to remind everybody that, uh, you know, this isn't just a look back at things that have happened to me this past year. Um, I, I'm so lucky to have all of you as friends, collaborators, you know, the work with We The Hollow that we do has really been buoyant for me and has, you know, kept me afloat through a lot of the, uh, you know, the rough and tumbles of this year. So I thought let's make it a bit of a celebration tonight of all the cool shit that we've done. I want to invite you on a journey somewhere between mind and spirit to a language of colors which sometimes exists beyond the boundaries of words. A language received not by the ears but through the eyes as we peel back the curtain of ordinary consciousness we travel down a long forgotten road shrouded by chaos and our oldest ancestral memories where logic is undefined and the possibilities are endless. Okay, I just wanted to stop it there because that's always my favorite part for some reason. I just love it really <laughs> kicks in. But uh, please watch on Sam's channel. Sam, if you don't mind putting the link to your channel um, in the comments. Uh, like I said, this is going to be kind of quick. I'm just kind of floating around the stream. Um, I do want to welcome Luxa. Hello. Hey, Luxa. How are you? Doing pretty well. Pretty well. How are you doing? Good, good. I actually wrote down your thing, too. And we'll just jump into it. This is what Luxa had to share. Um, again, just a snippet, not doing it justice. Please go subscribe to these people. Sam Shadow, Luxa Strata. Here we go. Perhaps I'm going to do this. 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 I'm going to do this
Again, amazing stuff. Like I said, this is all just a little tickle, a little teaser. Please go watch the Honquinox or uh, Luxa. You have this somewhere else, yeah? Um, posted yeah. somewhere. Actually, um, it's from an album called Kleidikos, which I released last month. So yeah, they can find it on my Bandcamp too. Oh, tight. All right, is that just uh, Bandcamp duck or Luxastrata dot yes. Bandcamp? Cool. That is correct. Sweet. Well, yeah. awesome. So this is what I'm talking about. Right we did all of this, you know, um, in the beginning of the year, and it spurned so many projects um, from it that I think we're all still working on. Or it was like the genesis to so much that we were doing. I know one big one um, for me. Let's see if I. Yeah, here it is. So Stevie and I are putting out a maxi single or a three-song EP. It should be out next month everywhere. Uh, Stevie, say you're off the mage. And it's going to be three songs that we've worked on since the audio sigil and uh, two that were kind of for Honquinox. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, this is one of the tracks on it. calling the project so far it's called dream boys of the new apocalypse and that will be out it's me doing the music uh stevie words and voice and his luscious scottish uh timber so that'll be exciting and that'll be out next month and um yeah i also i mean this whole thing was just such a blast it's insane i'm pretty sure and maybe I don't know, Luxa, if you have had shows or JJ or Sam that have gone for five fucking hours. Um, <laughs> but I was, that was uh, some endurance streaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was putty after that. Um, you know, a lot of uh, big thing about this past year, too, is me understanding that I do have uh, a, a, a snippet, a smidge of social anxiety. Just, just and, a touch. <laughs> yeah. I do too. Me uh, three. Me yeah. So that was a fun way to bring in the new year. You could also see like, you know, uh, me getting more and more just kind of beaten down of 
trying to <laughs> do this thing throughout the thing, but the Honquinox was really amazing and it was such a good torch bearing, you know, lightning strike for the the rest of the year, which was, you know, in the Gregorian yeah. sense, 2022. So totally. And I think like everybody, I think was super impressed with the amount of stuff that you did, Keats, like in putting it all together and facilitating it. And yeah, I just really enjoyed seeing what everybody had to share. I was so impressed and super honored to be a part of it. Oh, of course. I mean, it was my favorite. Like this was essentially what, you know, haunt manual or haunt manual, Jesus. Um, what we, the hollowed was always supposed to be, which was just this, you know, kind of eclectic anarchic, everyone shares their art and it uh, came to in this thing that, you know, I hope uh, this next March will have another great feat and knowing what I know now from the last one. And before that, where it was, what was it? The Saturday side show, right, Sam? That's yeah. That was we, kind of like our, um, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like our proto version of Honquinox to kind of <laughs> yeah. give it a test run and, work out all the bugs yeah and uh as you can see they, they're just going to keep getting better because if you look back at the saturday sideshow i think that's on stevie's channel but that was that was fun and it's even funnier to watch now knowing what we know <laughs> um, Very cool. shout out to stevie i had a great time talking with him on his show a couple of weeks ago um it's very fun it's nice to finally be able to sit down and chat and everything and yeah yeah, yeah, he's great. I knew it was uh, going to be probably a little bit too late for him tonight. Um, it is, what, plus seven hours from me? Or early, gods. I mean, it's probably yeah, super early true. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the haunt manual, or, jeez, I keep doing that. So, yeah, when you name everything haunt, it's, uh, it gets really confusing. <laughs> uh, but the haunt quinox really was a uh, fantastic way to start the year and it being on the spring equinox i think it really set the tone for a lot of my creativity as far as uh what we the hollowed is and and all of that so that was a really great time to really great thing to usher in the year and then allow all of the craziness of the year to kind of envelop <laughs> you know <laughs> um yeah so i don't know uh luxa you also, I know we're going to – I'm trying to do this somewhat chronologically, but that's just not going to happen. Uh, but Luxa and the Green Mushroom Project just released the uh, the zine, Fuck Around and Find Out, which was a really cool thing. And I meant to pull that up here. But maybe you could talk a little bit about that because that includes folks like Sam and I. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so well. yeah, we were so stoked to be able to put this together and put it out. It's called Fuck Around and Find Out Offerings of Magical Sovereignty from the Green Mushroom Project. And um, it's available for free download now at greenmushroomproject.com. Or we can put a link in the show notes or whatever here. Yeah. Um, and we're also hoping to get a paper copy, you know, excuse me, a paper version printed, but we're still working on getting the kinks worked out with the printers and everything. We were hoping to go with like a regular zine, but we had so many fucking awesome submissions that it turned into more of like a little book. So printing has been a little bit more involved than we imagined it might have been, but definitely not complaining about that because we had yeah so many fucking awesome submissions. So 
yeah, I just want to say thanks so much to everybody who sent stuff in. And yeah, people should definitely fucking check it out because there's some really, really cool stuff in there. And also shout out yeah, to Joy, it was, uh, who basically like was yeah. the one who, who has made it possible and and really fucking kicked ass on this project. So fuck yeah, Joy. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, Joy killed it. Um, it really is probably about as big as a coffee table book, which I love uh, because it started out as a small idea. And that's it's almost a literal representation of how big and cool this thing got. Um, because it is so packed 64 pages and it's a lot of fun to be around and i do love just the it's like a synchronous aspect too but a parallel and a very like you know tethered companionship between all of our little facets and and fun you know workings and communal stuff so yeah green mushroom project lives fuck yeah so please go check it out yeah if people are curious check out the website hit me up if you want to come hang out with us on discord we've got all kinds of stuff going on rituals workshops chats and stuff so yeah all kinds of shit hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'm gonna have to like go back to my notes i so i was telling jj uh in preparing for this i have just a an insane list of everything that went down um, but there's one funny thing that happened towards the end of the year that I thought I'd play for everybody. Um, and it was a nice little last hurrah. And <laughs> basically, without giving too much away, um, a song of mine was uh, featured on an Argentinian ra- uh, rock station. Uh, Fun. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's and, fantastic. Uh, yeah. They had me record a uh, like a bumper them like oh, you're listening to blah, blah, blah. so i thought i would play some of it because it is uh cringy and funny howdy argentina this is keats ross of dakota slim Thank you for transdimensionally wayfaring the jingle jangle rhythms of the haunted oral highways of the rock show. <laughs> I, love yeah. it. I love it. The haunted oral highways of the rock show. I love it. <laughs> so I I, love that. that's so funny. I you know I should and then, yeah. sorry, I meant to stop that. But I yeah. wanted to mention that the subtitle of my album that i released is experiments in aural sex so it's kind of funny when you mention the aural haunted aural there you highways. Go. <laughs> i love that double entendre that's great yeah. absolutely well that's very yeah, fun but... I'm, I'm definitely going to ask you to do an announcement for my podcast now oh <laughs> uh, so, so goofy it's like one of those things when i was sent the snippet and i'm listening in i was like oh no this is like a professional like radio station in Argentina. That's super cool, that's man. Yeah, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, so that was a fun little cherry on the top, but we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Um, yeah, uh, Sam, did you release? So Sam has been hard at work, and uh, of like your own music, you've released a few couple like songs this year. I was wondering if there was. Anything you wanted to talk about, about like the process of what this year was like and music, because, you know, I think we should jump to that maybe 
next as a broader topic. As we are jotting down, this is my scene uh, notation as we discuss things and try to discern the actual kind of scenic parts of what 2022 meant to us. So far, JJ and I have space and all that, uh, you know, goes with that. But anyways, yeah, Sam, how was how was your creative year? Well, I think there were some musical achievements this year. I think mostly um, what sang to me this year was um, I got really, really back into painting, which I love to paint. And um, that's really kind of what I loosely based my whole um, submission to the Honkwanox on was my paintings and sort of my own occult interpretation of what it means to um, bring an image to life or to create images that might um, represent something that's not totally defined or in between. Uh, I I did have a few um, musical projects this year. I released one single on the um, P-Sneaky comp earlier this year. And um, I did a, uh, I was featured on a song by KFC Murder Chicks around October. And um, other than that, there hasn't really been too much. I posted a few cover songs just for fun on my SoundCloud, but that was more just so people would know like, hey, I'm alive. I didn't go anywhere. (laughs) So that's really funny. I mean, that's what JJ was kind of talking about earlier about this sort of, I think you used the word relevance, right? JJ. Yeah. yeah. Striving to stay relevant. (laughs) Yeah. And it's something I struggle with. And I think this goes back into the theme of space and it's about, you know, how much space we're occupying metaphorically or otherwise. And there was a lot of times this year, and this maybe goes back also to kind of a social anxiety, where I felt like if I didn't have anything like truly worth speaking about, I would just go quiet and go in hiding in a way. And it was almost like I felt that there was this, uh, not only a lack of space to No, let me rephrase that. It was more of a profundity of space, and I didn't know where to start or how to be relevant in each, if that makes sense. And I'm not sure relevance is uniquely the word, but it's that's that's the word that uh, I fall into as well, JJ. Oh, I lost my train of thought. There, I had something to say about that, but now I I don't know. Yeah, when we're speaking of social media, (laughs) they really are spaces, right? It's just. kind of you know digital landscape right ghosts kind of haunting right these these the digital ether in certain ways and kind of you know pinging and flicking the foreheads of people that are finding it i I think i I was gonna relate to like what each of you were saying earlier because jj i heard you mention like around 2020 you hit that like really low point and I like, I kind of did too. Like I kind of felt a little directionless for a while. And like you said, Keats, like, I don't know. I just felt like, um, you know, because I didn't really have much to speak of at the time, like 
it wasn't that I was um, trying to self seclude or anything, but I just felt like it was better to step back from the internet, from all that kind of stuff and just be a little bit quiet. And um, uh, now I'm trying to force myself to come out of that because you don't want to get too comfortable and like hit that plateau of um, like complacency, I guess, which is right. the battle I'm fighting. But And that space that you carve out, right, to be silent starts to fill with this, your thoughts. Is, well, I was things. trying to... I was trying to say before that you, you just reminded me that vastness of space can feel so monstrous, like it's yeah. devouring you if you let it. Sorry, yeah. that's what I was trying to get at there before. No, that's absolutely <laughs> right. You know, and uh, yeah, there's things. Uh, so I'm going to jot that down because that is a reoccurring theme. Um, definitely. And in, in, especially in the social media landscape, I think with all that we do as well, uh, creatively, you know, it was really finding my space of it's okay to do something and not share it. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, it, it, there was that struggle of if you're doing the collective, like we, the hollowed, or if you're, you know, you have a Patreon prag magic is a perfect example of this was I started to feel that I was getting convoluted in the space of, I needed interviews just to kind of keep the train going and i kind of lost sight of what pragmatic was always supposed to be which was you know even in my uh since 20 what was it 2017 2018 when i started and like the little uh bio box it says you know this is an audio grimoire and i wasn't talking about like the magic and the creativity or the currents and stuff I was using, I was talking about things that started to just be a mess. And I wasn't really utilizing the things that I was learning. And so that was a whole reforming is like figuring out what the space of pra pragmatic, like how I wanted that, you know, what, what I wanted to fill that space with. And yeah, that was a big part of 2022 for me. I don't know if anyone shares something similar but a lot of reformatting of what these creative currents and the spaces that they create you know that was a big part yeah well there's a fine line between um taking that space and and just sitting and be quiet being quiet and uh you know, you don't want to just keep putting out fluff either and just go through the motions. There's, it's definitely a, a difficult balance, I think. Yeah, it's that, like it's unintentionally because I don't think any of us here necessarily fight to stay relevant, but I do understand the kind of the, you know, the, the, the pathways and things that are open when you are consistent with the, you know, the relevancy of, of creating and putting stuff out. And it's easy to get lost just in that and not have, you know, the genuine want or push to do it. And I think that that's what happened to me specifically. Um, and that's why, you know, interviews have kind of taken a major backseat for me. Um, just because it, it definitely felt like I lost my way a little bit of, you know, I was, I was trying to, heat at that too much if that makes sense but yeah 
So space, baby. Still the big theme. <laughs> theme number one. All right. Let's get some other themes going. <laughs> it's, all back then. it's like, all right. Spaceman 2022. All right. But yeah, so um, another big thing too, and this goes into the Honk Quinox, was I was able to create the video sigil of the audio sigil um, that we put out the year prior. And that was the thing that I did for the Honquinox, but I think it's also very showing and telling of if it was my first big taste in if you give me the allowance to put images to your music, you know, and run with it, then I'm, you know, I'd love to do that. And I had never done that before. I, I, I'm just not really big on. I wasn't big on like the video element of like collaboration. I've never kind of created or, you know, made art to somebody else's music before that. And um, that was a huge thing for me. And that it really opened a lot of doors within what we, the hollowed is and like what we all do with each other. And it really kind of broke open my head about, you know, finding that third mind right between the you know two people creating in two different elements of space and time and coming together and kind of making this thing and so yeah the video sigil was i think the first big project of the year um what about you luxa what was the first big project of the year for you hmm well, I think it was probably starting on the album. Maybe it was mm -hmm. making the video for the Haunt Quinox stream, actually, <laughs> <laughs> come to think of it. Even though it's not, you know, looking back on the video, it's like, oh, man, like now that I've learned more about making videos, there's things that I would definitely change about it. And I'll probably will make a new one for the song because there's an updated version of the song as well. But um, cool. But yeah. And I love what you're saying about collaboration too, like kind of finding new avenues and stuff and yeah, those videos that you made were super cool. And I'm honestly, I'm tempted to ask you to make a music video for one of the songs on the album right now. If you're well, if this was it, like all a major ploy for you to give me that opportunity. So, no, oh, I thought it was a ploy on my part to come here. <laughs> Who's but, playing who? No, hmm. no I would. Uh, you decide. Yeah, yours. <laughs> I would love that. You know, a huge project uh, moving into 2023 is uh, Mary's EP. And knowing like what a baby it is to somebody else and just being there to be like, how can I, you know, put warm clothes on this thing? How can I help feed it? Like, it's not, it's, you know, you are the parent of this thing, but, you know, I want to, to help usher this into the world. And that, I think that goes back to the video sigil with, which was, it, you're probably not going to use these separately as tracks that you're going to upload or videos that you're going to upload. But I really enjoyed having the ability to create a thoroughfare between all of the different submissions, you know, and trying hard not to, you know, stampede on, on people's uh, works and stuff. So, Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, I do. Let's play some. <laughs> hey. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this first one 
uh, Dr. Vanessa Sinclair, who we love. And this is her draft. Well, the physical part. Beginning. The unconscious. Small cut. This point. So are into spaces that but essentially well of tradition. The silent monitor. Small tasks, cut to Signals or signs. Or synchronicities, not to have all the medical practitioners and therapists write them off. Like going down this road for psychosis. And this is a problem. Beginning the unlocking. Money in their lives. And rather just let. Loving the unconscious dynamic dawn of worship granted in return for the expression is a demagogical triumphal system taking over the full video sigil is on the pragmatic channel i implore folks to check it out but as you were saying, Luxa, you know, a big thing for me on this one, too, was when you're doing it for so many uh, tracks, I think it's like 16 tracks on the audio sigil, 16 or 17, like it gets to a point where um, it can't, it's not going to be as focused as it would be for a three minute song or like a a singular piece. And I think I, I found that out, What, which is I'd rather kind of work in sporadic spurts of each track rather than trying to do another, you know, close to two hour long thing or whatever. That makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> another lesson learned. <laughs> what do you call that theme? Overexertion. No, I'm um. <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes like, I just think about it as being ambitious or, and like, you know, you did the thing you set out to do, but now you know, you can do it. Even you prefer something else. Yeah. That's also a good point is there's like a fallacy about, and we've talked about this in the past, Luxa, about these self-imposed deadlines to where they can be crutches in that maybe you're cutting corners just to make these invisible deadlines or, they're not it's not going to be as good as it can be just to reach these invisible deadlines and i think not that i don't like what i did but knowing what i know now i would have not had been so ambitious about doing it in a you know a couple months span and i would have just given myself more time i think yeah i hear you i feel like there's such a balancing act with this right i won't think i would get anything done ever if i didn't give myself some kind of a deadline right but at the same time like if it becomes too strict or too ambitious or whatever then it's no longer uh, productive i suppose yeah well i mean what about you i have the paradox though of um if i set a deadline for myself i'll like fixate on it too much and give myself anxiety and then i never finish the project yes that can sometimes happen too honestly for sure um sometimes i'll tell other people like i'll announce like this is gonna be out this time and i'll you know i'll do my best to like have that be the hard deadline every once in a while it doesn't work out but like 
it seems like if I commit to it by telling other people, it seems to help. I don't know, though. So do you think, well, because this also correlates to space, giving yourself enough space to do things. But I mean, it really is time, right? And I think I was joking when I said overexertion, but, you know, that's a real worry. Um, especially with the Ouroboros of being stressed out about creative work and reaching deadlines and having that kind of infect the actual work and, you know, the yeah, cycle absolutely. continues. And so it I think that, it yeah, it depends on like what kind of a person you're like. Some people do seem to work really well under pressure and stuff. And yeah. that's kind of like they feed. I'm kind of like that. Like, it seems like if there's a little bit of pressure, I do better. If it's not a big deal, I might never fucking do it. So <laughs> I don't know. Right. Oh, also, um, this relates is other people. Um, other people give me an impetus that helps me trudge through it. Like, you know, with the uh, the video sigil or Honquinox or any of these big, um, you know, collaborative things in a sense. Like, I don't want to disappoint even more, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's and it's never a negative. It's not like the infection I was talking about earlier. It's more of a it gives me like a bigger gusto to push on and work through things, especially when it's, you know, collaborating with people that you respect and you you know, you love and there's great, you know, artistic influence and in what they do. And you know what I mean? So it's almost a kick in the pants rather than it's uh, that Ouroboros I was talking about. Well, yeah, for me, absolutely. I was, I meant before, I guess that it helps me hold myself accountable yeah. to see the projects through when I'm like posting a work in progress. I feel like, I have to finish now because people have seen, you know, they want to see what's going to happen next, that kind of thing. So it helps me if I share it with other people to stick to it instead of just like, oh, get around to this later, you know, <laughs> it's that deadline thing, but in a way, the sort of echo chamber or whatever of other people looking at it. Well, I was going to ask you specifically too, JJ, and you working kind of less ethereal mediums, like you're very hard, you know, tactile kind of, you know, alchemical shit. Like, how is that related when you get a job, you know, especially as we were talking about earlier this year when things are rocky and you get a commission, you know, how is that? Do you find it like a healthy impetus or do you, is it a, uh, more of a you know <laughs> nail biting a drudgery yeah, yeah drudgery yeah. there are some that are drudgeries for me when i'm just not you know i really just want to do something more creative for myself and i've got this thing that's really not something i love that i got to do it can be very difficult but i've learned to sort of had my lead times with people so to give myself that extra space that i know i'm gonna probably need because uh yeah you know i don't ever want to be late with something for it's that's the client. thing like even if you don't have deadlines i feel like some sort of um 
you know, time management is still like necessary and giving yourself that space is necessary. Um, I don't know, because like, I forget exactly where I was going with that. I'm sorry, and I totally interrupted you. How dare you? <laughs> okay. no, I, think that's a great I had point. a brain fart earlier, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but the thing about time management is a really great point. That's something that I've been working on a lot recently. Um, I've been doing some kind of like planetary work with Saturn to try to like basically get my shit together. <laughs> um, to eat your but- children. <laughs> delicious <laughs> sometimes you gotta <laughs> sometimes yeah. you must kill your baby um that's true kill your darling yeah. it's true but then you it sometimes you have to learn when to sacrifice a project in order to make something new that's something right. that happened to me this year keats because right i I won't talk about it too much because like, it's never going to happen now, but (laughs) I started on this project. I started on this concept album and I just got way too lost in the sauce. And now I've got like three or four songs that don't really fit with anything else. It's something else. Now you got two records. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it was important to kind of make that discernment, though, because I had to say, like, and maybe this goes with the time management thing, like, I had to realize, like, one, I can't do everything. It's impossible as bad as I want to do everything. So I have to choose to focus my time on the projects that are most important to me. Mm -hmm. And um, it really just, like, ate at me, you know, that that was like, but I, I, I don't know. I don't consider it wasted time because I did learn something while making it. So I, I had the benefit of knowledge. Um, yeah. yeah, totally. And I mean, yeah, I, I totally feel that for sure. There was a couple of songs that I didn't end up releasing. Um, they didn't really fit with the vibe of the rest of the stuff. And like one of them was really fucked up. Like I'm, I made it when I was like really like crazy and angry and it's like, yeah, basically like, I don't know if I should put this shit out here. Like it's maybe I will in the future, but like, yeah, it just seemed like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What if you like these things are, are part of the process, so they shouldn't be discounted. Sure. You know, um, so what if I was to tell you, (laughs) <laughs> that you could start an anonymous project i know i love it i do so. love that but yeah you know just listening to this and like kind of really reflecting on it like and realizing like i don't know just how much of it you know was sort of like projecting and stuff too and like yeah i don't know so it, yeah I, I learned a lot from like making it and the process and all of it and i and i still you know i didn't like throw it away or anything i just yeah it didn't feel like it fit with the sort of vibe of the rest of it. it it was really an outlier in terms of being like angry and violent and like yeah. prolific and like i don't know well, and I, I see that too like in the macro of you know um you know meditation magic you know casting or, or whatever right into like part of the the end process doesn't have to be birthing it out into the world sometimes the end process really is the just the reflection on it where that came from and letting it you know swim into the shallows of you know wherever you wherever you keep that stuff back to the void with you yeah (laughs) and like that was a big thing for me too um funny in like the opposite way now i'm 
you know, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> putting out shit that's improvised all the time, you know. But um, uh, Van Gugu, who I believe is Groucho Trout. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, learned uh, my creative goals have an internal expiration date. This is what got me, though. If I don't complete the project within 365 days, I often reallocate and reprioritize my attention to other newer projects. I like yeah, that. So a, a Gregorian time limit. That's a generous amount of time, too. That is. That's a good amount sure. of time. Yeah. I and mean, when you look, yeah. When we look at like strategies for time management and stuff, I'm a nerd. I totally have done this before. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that they do recommend is like, if, if something isn't getting done, it shouldn't necessarily be on the to-do list anymore. It's, it might not be important enough to worry about it anymore. Just forget about it. You know, I think that comes, that's a good segue to another theme for this past year. And that's seeding actually, instead of needing the kind of like quick turnaround combustible, you know, blah, blah, blah. I learned very well, uh, more so not very well, like not as good as anyone else or anything, but I learned for myself very well how to, seed things how to plant and tend and water and kind of work on you know small bits so and one of those things you know with groucho's 365 day limit one of the things that i've been seeding i've been seeding for over a decade and that's my long form fiction books is obra but it was because i found this other avenue um with haunt manual which not only i'll put it this way when i was a kid my grandfather told me you got to pick a lane and i said but what if i want to like drive all of them you know <laughs> like <laughs> what if I, what if i want to do it all he's like yeah but you're not going to get great at any of it because it's going to take too long i said yeah i don't care it's not really about being great at it it's just about you know having fun on the expressway of every pathway and what i found was haunt manual like i found an avenue in that sense to do it where you know monthly it's a living kind of thing where i can post literature i post you know fiction everything that correlates everything is tethered i do a monthly improvised audiomancy stream which has given me more creative original music than my long and dark nights into the fucking soul of you know writing actual songs right like it's given me all of these avenues to do that and i find that when you figure out you know the certain garden of what to seed like that has been really beneficial to me really beneficial of i don't need to just exnay all of these various things that I've always wanted to do, but obviously, yeah, having the prioritization to realize, wow, uh, because I'm working on this, you know, magical, this multimedia grimoire thing, it is inf- it has inspired me to write more in Zizobra, which is the fiction, which has inspired this, which has inspired that. And I think that was the big thing was like, ah, it's maybe it's not seeding, it's finding you know the water bucket like with the 
right amount of drippage. <laughs> I think that's the lesson I want to carry with me into next year, though, Keith. Yeah. If I could take something creatively with me into 2023, which I feel it in my bones, like I don't know what it's going to be, and that's the scariest part, but I have a feeling 2023 is going to be a very musical and artistic year for everybody. And, um, like, you know, going back to what you said about the Honquinox earlier and editing the audio sigil, um, which I know for a fact had to be painstakingly hard. Um, it made me think of my own submission with all the stop frame animation and stuff I did in it and all the jump cuts. And like, I, I probably spent three or four entire days putting that thing together. And <laughs> I think, um, in which I'm, I love it. And I learned a lot of stuff by submitting that. Like, I don't regret that at all. But I think what I'm learning and also with music is um, that, you know, right now I'm trying to complete this album. And I think like once I complete an album, instead of focusing on a 16 minute video with a bunch of stop frame or instead of focusing on a concept or an idea of 10 songs, I think it would be better to do singles or one or two songs or do um, like a three-minute video or a four-minute video with stop yeah. frame. And I think it'll be in this type of pacing like that I find my groove and I allow myself to create things without overwhelming myself and like not getting anything done. And as far as like doing different things in different lanes, like – I personally do believe you can do it all. Like I'm hard headed like that too. Like, and you never really know when like it's I said, going to like Tom Bien as well. Also meaning I'm hard headed or hard headed. <laughs> I get you. I um <laughs> like, I, if you would have went to 2021 and said, Hey, in 2022, you're going to do like 10 paintings this year. Like I would have never premeditated that. I don't even know what inspired me to do that. I think I was just in town one day and I went to Michael's and dropped like 50 bucks. And that was like the domino effect that sent me down that path. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Uh, you actually kind of re-inspired me to, you know, get back in the drawing and sketching because your paintings this year are fucking incredible. And, um, you know, I'm really sad about the one that was uh that was lost that was on on your way to uh michelle's that was that was hard um, but at the same yeah. time i was like yeah but uh what a great lesson in there that i don't want to even deal with you know? <laughs> the lesson is never yeah. ship with a company that doesn't have uh insured packaging yeah. <laughs> well and eric millar said hi um who hey, eric oh um, uh, can't say enough about just cannot say enough about big love to eric um what eric was showing you know i'll i'll show this you know a big thing with um uh Talk about some inspiring artwork this yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so a big thing with um with eric and uh he helped me kind of redesign the we the hollowed site so that was a big thing because we had kept the we the hollowed you know, me slaving over coding and doing all the stupid WordPress stuff. We had kept that for 
a really long time. And this year, I think because of how copacetic it was about, especially about visual art and, you know, uh, just Eric being a fucking maestro with like, you know, probably two of the best works I think he's ever put out this year with the no gods, but my own stuff. And especially the assemblage of disparate parts, um, you know, it was time for a change. Like this shit got real. And like now this site is, Oh, I don't know why it's stalled, but yeah. So we changed it all. And of course, like it starts with this, you know, it, that was a really big thing. I think was, uh, you know, what you were saying, Sam, about I didn't ascertain that the visual element or like a, a kind of design aesthetic would be such a like big part of me. I, I just didn't, I just didn't, you know, understand that that just wasn't in the cards for what I was casting, but it was like drawing art, you know, painting, uh, breaking out my grandmother's paints like it it barked for some reason and I think a lot of it had to do with you and and Eric and all the folks that we hang with you know here's Eric's uh awesome flight interpretations this beautiful little um Pato, fuck yeah. and i should Mormon say <laughs> i should say too that um eric j millar has some stuff in the uh fuck around and find out zine so definitely check he that certainly does too. so yeah look yeah he fucked around and found out he fucked around but did he <laughs> yeah. find out only he knows yeah <laughs> let and us folks, know eric. If you fuck around at home you're gonna find out too <laughs> um so another theme i keep coming back down to is this kind of cross-pollination between artists and all of us in our different avenues or things that we do some of them shared some of them not have been incredibly inspirational this year um it was you know always my intention to discuss like all of that you know for an end of the year stream like how much amazing crazy shit we've all been a part of and sam like your paintings were fucking next level. I hope. Can you send me a link to put on the? Uh, send me a link in private to put on the screen, especially. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Give me yeah, one. I'll sec. let you choose. Yeah, but uh, just They're incredible really cool. shit. Yeah, just yeah. really, really cool. Like, just so much. Like, there's so much motion and sort of like life in them. I guess like a certain like there's a lot of like. You know, some some art when you look at it like it has a sort of like the character of it like jumps out at you and yeah these are definitely like that they're definitely very alive feeling to me at least yeah. when I look at them oh and Thank i do you. want to give a special shout out because another big thing about this year was my good buddy logan ford and the land that was acquired in new mexico i think i did a public stream about it people know on patreon and of course all of you know um of that stuff working but he's the one that uh that animated this stuff oh, and yeah very and, cool uh you know the bullhead and all of that so that's that's mr logan ford who's down there in new mexico right now talking about seeding seeding that land you know tending to working on that stuff so yeah that was a magnanimous year for that for sure oh here we go Got a deviant art. All right. Yes. Okay. So 
This one in particular is my favorite, but I'm biased. So this I'm is highly stuff. excited to see which one it is. <laughs> You're gonna judge me. Um, <laughs> I'll judge the fuck out of you, Keats. We're judging you anyway, Keats. No. <laughs> Just silently. Just silently. I love the. I carved out a space for you to judge me. Oh, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. R.I.P. Three dogs. Three dogs. This is I the know. one that I sent to Michelle for Callie's birthday, and stupid yeah. UPS lost it. Oh. But let's talk about that. Here's another theme, um, especially when it comes to artwork, whether it's, you know, what J- JJ does with, you know, uh, her metal smithing or, you know, any of us do in any kind of medium. Uh, Sam, you had figured out a way to get that textile that's within the dog figures on the painting with cellophane, right? That was something new this year that you just kind of discovered. I did. Um I had, well, what I usually do is I'll take a canvas and I'll put like maybe five or six different colors all over it. And I'll, I tried all kinds of different things. Like I've tried sponges, Brillo pads. Um, I think the one that really stuck with me was the cellophane for whatever reason. Um, I would just like crinkle it into a wad and stamp it all over the page so it gave this really smooth almost tie-dye kind of texture and then i would usually take one really solid opaque color in this case it was green and um that's what i would use so instead of like painting to fill in a shape like instead of painting an apple where i'm using like the color red to paint in the shape of an apple i'm using the background color and painting around the apple if that makes any sense. Sure. Uh, not at all, but I love it. Okay. <laughs> no, just like painting with the negative space or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you nailed it. Just basically <laughs> um, finding that really good solid opaque color to make the negative space after I've prepped my canvas. And uh, yeah, I love it's this fucking one. beautiful. And so this reminds me too, I think here's the third theme. If we have space, maybe time. Um, it's, uh, new ways of doing things. Give me a short, shorthand word for that. We'll call it, uh, you know, new tools or, you know, new tactics. New, I want to uh, say innovation, but that sounds innovation. so gross and corporate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> innovation synergy. It's yeah. good though. It's appropriate. Ghost effects. Um, <laughs> but like, no, straight up, um, this year had shown me personally, a lot of, uh, different ways, different avenues, different tools of, of kind of, you know, painting my own canvases. Uh, what about you, JJ? What, uh, what has kind of opened your world? Well, I wanted to say, I think it is important as creative people, as artists of any kind that it's good to use different mediums like this. Um, whenever you can, you shouldn't limit yourself at all. Just, try all sorts of things uh because for me i mean people don't really know it now because i'm really focused on the metal work but i had done quite a huge body of work with collage paper collage and different mediums and painting of photography and sculpture um printmaking all kinds of things and those when you even if you don't feel successful 
in using those mediums and maybe you give up on something. I think dipping into that well, it does enhance the, the strong points that you have in other things. So if you're a painter and you, you branch out into, I don't know, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of just anything like sculpture or whatever into three dimensional, um, there's something to be said about those other mediums that may help you convey what you're trying to say. You, you might like, for me, I always felt very frustrated that I couldn't just straight out paint something with paint on a canvas and, and be satisfied with the end results. So I would just kind of try all different things to convey an idea I had in my head. And sometimes I felt like there wasn't even, like sometimes I thought I might need to use music or, or video or something to get it out. So I think it's good to try out these different things. And for me this year, um, this new year, I want to, tap back into some of these other projects that I had put on the shelf for a while as far as drawing and painting and, and doing collage work again in mixed media. It yeah. felt during the time that I was not able really to create, I thought, oh gosh, I, I really need to revisit these things because they do sort of produce different work for me in the metal smithing and, and I totally things. get what you mean. And I've never done jewelry making, but I actually, um, I've done several metal reposés or, uh, bas reliefs. And it's something I've maybe only done four times in my life, but I just, I don't know where it comes from. I just have a natural knack for it. And every time I did one, they came out really, really good. And it's just, it's something that if I had the copper, if I had the materials, I would continue working with it just because I find, um, I find it so fascinating, but I yeah, agree with you. I would love to see that with your work. You and could probably are, do a lot. I just wanted to say, these are gorgeous pieces. JJ. Very, very oh, cool thank stuff. you. Luxa. Thank you very much. I love yeah, the no, screen. Yeah, yeah, I love the way that the stone itself is like showcased. I'm a huge like mineralogy nerd and shit. And so, yeah, <laughs> these are fucking really cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolute genius. Yeah. And Dionysus. You can I tell know for of amethyst, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Birth, uh, me and Lux's uh, birthstone. There you go. Boom. Yeah, Dionysus <laughs> Talesman. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> Cheers, Keith. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for me too, a big aspect was not only finding, you know, new avenues uh, to help kind of broaden or find that bright eyed, bushy tailed, you know, whimsy of I'm excited about what I'm creating, but was kind of deconstructing old ways and, remembering you know i write about this in the latest haunt manual was this aspect of myself that i've held since i was a little kid you know tinkering away at four track cassettes and 
and you know circuit bent instruments you know while everyone was asleep like alone in my room in this you know laboratory as a mad scientist (laughs) blowing things up and fucking everything up but like just absolutely enjoying it you know and uh my last magical working was about like invoking that was invoking that aspect or at least like you know projecting it you know around me and that may have to do a lot with space as well but yeah it really has been about kind of re-energizing you know the exciting experimentation aspects of creativity and i think that has been a big thing for me this year um not only the experimentation but like the improvisation and also getting over the fucking you know those uh gnawing little gnats of social anxiety and saying um i picked these random instruments and i'm gonna hit live on a live stream and do a magical audiomancy working and it's gonna be improvised and that's what it's gonna be now don't get me wrong i have like uh or i have uh not privated but i've had i have unlisted some of them but that was mainly due to like uh sound quality or something because it really was a an experiment and figuring it out but that opened up a whole new thing for me that that was like such a refreshing get out of my head i don't i'm not writing these really you know whatever the dakota slim albums are like it wasn't that this was of a combustible source that you know sprung out of me at that moment that uh, if I can tidy up a little bit and maybe EQ a little, like that's a whole new musical project. And so that's what's coming out on the 1st of 2023 is uh, an album of that. Um, and it was all from kind of the improvised audiomancy stuff that I've been doing with Haunt Manual. Excuse me. Okay, that sounds very cool. That's Hell fantastic. Yeah. I think, yeah, I was you know, say- that's that's what what I'm talking about is is experimenting and getting those juices flowing. And even if it doesn't feel like you're getting anywhere, you, you put all those pieces together and you have something. You have something new. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say too. I really liked what you brought up about. Um, I think we've spoken about this before, and I think you might have contextualized it as being nostalgiamancy like this idea of getting back to this part of yourself this kind of childlike part that is just curious and wanting to explore this medium and not really worrying about the outcome and just playing you know and I I think there's a lot of power in that and that's something that I've been trying to work on and and I think I'm going to try to make that one of my creative focuses in the next year is trying to to cultivate that more yeah and I think nostalgiamancy works with that because it's more of a sentiment instead of a time travel escapade right um i write in haunt manual like the first working was about invoking a certain time in my life like a prism of self and it was like probably the most insane (laughs) like aspect of this past year where after this working it took me literally back to the quadrants of where I was. And the year was 2017 that I was working with, but I'd use the, you know, talisman, the, you know, instruments and these artifacts and did this whole audiomancy ritual. And next I know, like out of nowhere, I'm back in the house where like Mary and I 
met and I'm staying there like where we met in 2017 I'm staying there this year and I'm you know working with the organization and all the people that I hadn't worked with since 2017 and it, it just thrusted me back and this um <laughs> this it's funny if you read haunt manual you can tell where I'm like Okay, that was cool. Not going to do that again. Let's now work with an aspect of self. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> let's work with an aspect of self, um, and not a like come almost like a literal prism of self or where I was because with that comes a lot of the bad that was there too, and and all of that. But that I think, totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I think like that nostalgia mancy in that aspect makes sense for what this is is kind of. Yeah, like a sentimentality of like an aspect or a whispering memory. It's not like an actual, you know, the year was 2017. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, that's that's been a big thing. And that's where I am now. And that's really about almost charging the present, though, uh, in this sense was to I like where I am. I like the way things had turned out this year. Um it was very raucous, you know. Uh, I almost relocated to Portland, but I was down there for a full month and working in the wilderness, dealing with that working that I had done. And somehow, you know, got a way to get out of there and to come back home and to understand that I do believe this is home and to go back to space, like to be back amongst, you know, the dimming room or my space where I do these things. And I was like, I want to keep that. I want to charge things that help facilitate and stabilize that while also getting me back into like the fun of experimentation. And so that's like the present working, right? The next one, which we'll talk about later because I ended the year with, you know, this amazing, communion with uh bobby hale of temple of babylon Kronzon and realized you know holy shit you can channel kind of like this future ghost of self and commune and like you know this big like prospect of self kind of working but for now i'm good i'd like to sit <laughs> here a little bit you know <laughs> but yeah but enough about me no. Um, but anyways, speaking and kind of piggybacking, I thought I'd play this. So I did edit down. Patreon uh, members have it. They have it in one full album. But the last working that I did, the Audiomancy working, uh, which invoked the aspectra or the aspect of self that I was talking about, the present, um, you know, the the tools, every dim session, every audiomancy session uses tools or artifacts that, you know, are intentful to the working. And this one, I couldn't use what I had used in the 2017 one. And to get me back into me toiling away at cassettes and, and circuit bent stuff when I was a kid and to keep that aspect, like I worked with a Casio this time and a cassette player and you know cassette recorded things and after doing this i realized you know if i trimmed it down if i edited it a bit you know, maybe rearranged things and made it look almost or like sound almost as an unrealized film score 
that's what I've been calling it. It's like an unrealized film score because like I'll have the main title theme and then it'll come up later. But just a little bit of cleaning, not very much editing at all. Um, that I realized that I had opened up the synapse, like what JJ was saying about, you know, old truncated ideas that were kind of left to the side. And I fucking realized like, holy shit, this is what I wanted to do for years um, as this project. And this is the uh, main title theme from it. And this will be out everywhere on New Year's Day. And I'm still working with the Gematria and with, you know, Groucho Trout and Bobby Hale on me uh, choosing a certain name for it. Uh, But so far, it's been Ectogasm because that's the name that I've actually kept and have been using since 2014. Just never did anything with. And so here it is. Yeah, that's uh, that's taken from the live um, haunt manual audiomancy stream that is now that now womps after some EQing. <laughs> like, I, you know, I that, really liked that, Keats. I thought yeah, that like was went pretty hard. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. but that's the thing. Like, I would have never have done that if it wasn't for you know the the workings that I've been doing. Within Haunt Manual and Hauntomancy, like I would never have pressed live and said, "Here, all you have is a keyboard, some effects, and this, you know, cassette uh, machine with some old, tattered things that I recorded in the past." Like it's just, it wasn't, as you were saying, Sam. Like that painting wasn't in my mind for this year, but you know, here we are, and you know, now that's a venture that I had forgotten about that's, you know, going to be something in 2023. So, yeah. I would, I would love to see Dakota Slim surprise everybody with like an IDM (laughs) industrial album. Major (laughs) Wampage. Yeah. Hi, Mary. Everyone say hi to Mary. Hi, Mary. Hello. Hey, Mary. 
So um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. I got to dip out pretty soon here because it's getting super late and I'm so Oh, I know. Tired. It's so late um, for all of you. Yeah. Yes, thank uh, you so much for joining. Yeah. And uh, Happy New Year's to y'all and to everybody watching everything. Fuck yeah. Uh, haunt on. So. Haunt on. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Well, take right. care, everybody. Good night, Luxa. Thank you again so much for letting me do the green mushroom zine, Luxa. I, yeah. That was like really one of the highlights of my year, and I I appreciate that. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you so much for contributing. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And yeah, super stoked to have your dope stuff in there. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you All so right. much. Big have love, Luxa. Yeah, much Here's love. Here's some more collaboration. Much love. Much Hauntan. love. Fuck yeah, Hauntan. <laughs> All right. Later, Hauntan. everybody. <laughs> But yeah, um, but yeah, I think that's the other theme of this year was, you know, finding these different avenues to help charge and kind of scare yourself too, right? I mean, pressing lot like I'm not being able to use ectogasm, which is the you know my guitar uh, that I'm comfortable with, which I've used in other audiomancy sessions, um, just as like a you know as like a totem. Um, like I, I just wouldn't have never have done that. It, it's just, it didn't occur to me. It's like, yeah, you, Hey, you have acute uh, social anxiety. Why don't you press live and fumble around on a Casio keyboard? That sounds like great. You know? <laughs> so here we are 2023 Keats fumbles around with the Casio keyboard, the movie. And you fumble around with it enough. You might get an album out of it. I'm just saying. I mean, I do it from that. I, uh gave it to patreon people people or patreon people patrons can listen to it um it's about 45 minutes long it's edited it's eq'd it sounds a lot nicer and brighter um cleaned up but that's the first ectogasm record that will be out uh new year's 2023 so yeah that's how i'm starting the new year's That is fucking awesome. And that's a hell of a way to, to ride into 2023, I think. It's uh, just the pastiche of having the unknown qualities of it, right? It, which made so much sense in 2022, which was now that we have the space, now that we can kind of afford the time, now that you know we can carve out these parts of ourselves and figure out these aspects that we want to keep moving forward, yeah, it just makes sense. But I think that kind of works for both you and JJ, Sam. Like, I think that's maybe just a kind of general want or a general need, I should say, not a want. Let's be specific. Want and need. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say that was the opening? Um... Yeah, in the actual session, that's about 38 minutes in, but... It's the I made it so that's the main titles of the fake film score, and okay. I gave them like scene names, and that's another thing. It helped me work with kind of cut ups, and I constructed this false film score around like what the soundtrack names are, like Daro, you're bleeding, you know, <laughs> or it's like titles of songs. But if you if you read it, you'd be like. I can kind of see a film just in the titles of how it's sequenced. So I put that as what a lot of film scores do and a lot of soundtracks 
they'll put the main titles even though it's out of sequence mm -hmm. as the first track and then it'll come back later that's great so, i love it it's it's uh, i put in the chat it sounds like a heartbeat to me in the beginning and it sort of yeah. gave me this visual in my head of something coming to life and yeah. then you know growing and growing as it went along yeah um i love that that makes perfect sense i was Getting just silently waiting for maybe like a light ambient synth to come in on top of it or for like a distorted vocal no it's perfect as it is megaphone <laughs> <laughs> the megaphone i like that yeah stigmata <laughs> but yeah i think overall as raucous says this past year was um I think finding the outlet to, you know, to haunt manual and being able to work on and seed all of these things monthly while, you know, 2023 is going to finally, I'm going to rip off that band aid, and 2023 is going to have my first book published. And that's going to be, I thought it was going to be Zazobra, but I'm going to need more time on that. <laughs> I'm always going to need more time on that, but uh, it's going to be haunt manual. And so after uh, the next ritual work, which kind of closes out this volume, you know, I'll then hopefully go back with Michelle Embry. You know, we'll do like a print edit for the book and I'll add stuff, take away things, kind of rearrange stuff. So it gets to live and breathe as, you know, the Substack uh, posts of the chapters, but not you know also it's the audiomancy rituals and you know doing what prag magic is on really on spotify because i still don't understand why spotify took away 65 episodes of this show but in a way it kind of helped because now it's pretty much just haunt manual stuff on <laughs> on spotify but um yeah, it's given me like this ability to seed and do all the things within the vernacular. Now, the crutch is if you don't like what it says on the Substack, then you're going to hate the audio podcast play <laughs> and you're going to really hate the book, you know? So it's <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> well, it's very exciting. Congratulations. But yeah, this is uh, this is where you can find the the posts the aside my from expectations were so high yeah <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i know that was sarcastic they were so low you know it no um uh but yeah aside from the like haunt letter thing which is just a an aggregate thing but uh yeah these are all chapters of the book that will be out after the next couple um and some editing and again i'm uh saying michelle Embry help me edit as like a uh, kind of bullying tactic that I said it on the internet. Now everyone thinks you're going to help me edit it. So you got to help me now. So, of course it's I'll pay you, but now you got to be in print. Even though you hate it, Michelle, it's like the worst thing you ever read. I'm sorry. You got to help <laughs> me do it. But uh, she's been DMing me all week long about how much she disliked it. I'm sorry. I didn't want to tell you this on stream. <laughs> so close. But yeah, so, you know, I don't believe in resolutions or anything. That's why it was so um, important to talk about what's going to continue and like what we're going to do next year, you know, or what.
what will be what we can tentatively say like no that's going to happen it's you know i'm work already working towards that it's not some far-fetched thing because i could sit here all day and say hey i'd like to you know stop drinking white wine even though i've cut out liquor uh i've had a full year without liquor so there's that harm reduction baby um but uh or you know cut down on cigarettes yeah of course i'm always gonna want to cut down on cigarettes i mean that's just the thing until you (laughs) quit smoking right so we can we can we can spend all night we can spend until next year talking about all the things that we hope or wish to have happen but what are some of the things that you're going to do because you know that you're seeding it now you're working on it it's inevitable what are those like tangible things jj oh (laughs) uh the tangible things well gosh i'm not even sure i can put it into words i mean like i said before i definitely plan to revisit some of the other visual arts and um i actually speaking of seating i did sort of dabble around with some copper mesh in the summertime that i wanted to that's that's one of the things i kind of started it and put on the sideline but i plan to continue um to make sort of more it's going to be a cross between apparel and jewelry Ooh, sort of more nice. um, wearable metal stuff you have my curiosity <laughs> but these are things that i've a lot of these projects that I wanted to get on, you know, three or four years ago that I just couldn't, life was really thrown at me for a long time. And now I've got some, I feel like I have some comfortable time to play around with those things again. So that's definitely something I'm going to work on this next year and try to incorporate different mixed mediums. Um, I mean, not with. try. You're gonna. Well, right? I'm gonna. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah. it's definitely well, about... my intent to be doing that because I started it already. Okay. What What about outside of just like a, you know, I mean, life is creative. Life is art. But mm-hmm. outside of just you know that vernacular of, um, that sort of like literal creativity. What about you know you in Chicago like? What are your plans for, you know, kind of blending your new life, having your first full new year in Chicago? What's that going to look like? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think I I need to get out and explore more. I've just been still sitting in this apartment for the entire, you know, I got here around the middle of September and I barely get out. So when it's warmer, I want to get out and explore and kind of meet some people and check out the art scene here and get more involved in community stuff with, with the creative arts. A lot of what brought you out there was a wonderful art scene, uh, especially for what your metallurgy and all that. Am I correct? Um, I wouldn't it's say not, that necessarily. Well, <laughs> I mean, awesome. it's good. It, yeah, yeah, I knew that that was a part of it. And I uh, really, for me, the live work situation was the most important thing. But 
it doesn't hurt that those things are here and thriving. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to spend some time getting to know the area better and do it a little bit of, oh, I hate the word, use the word outreach or whatever, but just check out what's happening in the art scene because I really have very little clue and I'm sure there's a lot of wonderful stuff. So that's what I'll be doing. I mean, yeah, Chicago's a mecca for a lot of fantastic things. And yeah, I, I'm excited that that's not a major reason of why you went out there. Because to me, I'm like, oh, wow, that's going to open a whole, you know, slew of folks that are going to be interested in, in what you do. And, you know. So that's the, to me, that sounds exciting as hell. It is. It is for me. Yeah. I, because I have such a connection to the East coast and, and New York in particular. So it'll be a whole new scene for me here that I know a lot of people. So like pretty much everyone I know has been through Chicago or lived here or, you know, wow. has spent a good chunk of time here. And for me, it's brand new. So I know, there's, um, there's a lot to earlier this year. They had the very first Austin Osman spare exhibit in America ever yeah. wow. in uh, Chicago. It was called psychopathia sexualis, but yeah. Chicago does have, I've never been to Chicago. I would love to visit one day, but it does have like a really awesome art scene and um, even a bit of an occult influence behind oh, it. Definitely. Oh, and I mean, JJ's already in there. Lives and yeah. sometimes they'll do lectures or have specific galleries and things like the spare exhibit come. And I think that's pretty cool. Where yeah, there's Zolo a lot of culture here. Where's Zolo Jesus uh, located? Oh, I think. Um, Is that English? I think Wisconsin or oh Wisconsin. I don't really know. <laughs> I think I think she's got a couple different homes, but uh, okay, I think cool. she's. I'm pretty sure she's from Wisconsin, and I know that she lived in Arizona too. Ah, as I, we all do. I'm not sure. In our I darkest think... days, JJ. As we all do. <laughs> I'm just Why are my parents in Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> Some people's darkest, some people's lightest. Right. And never the twin shall meet. <laughs> uh, no, I love that. Uh, I only asked about the Zola thing because, you know, Sam brought up the kind of occult Nick side of it. And I'm like, yeah. JJ's already there. JJ's <laughs> yeah. Already well, no, I just I know I that there's a lot of like deep seated occult stuff going on here in Chicago. So but also I'm the fully aware of that coming into it. No, um, that's been a big thing for me. I think uh, it's I'm just gonna so have broad, to ridiculous. It's hilarious to have any absolutist idea about it at all. Anyway, you know, but uh, yeah, that's been a fun, uh, fun year finding out. Oh yes, yep. <laughs> it's just a shit show. It's but fuck around it's and find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey. Also, she said the line. She did. She said the line. Yeah. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Um, well, what about you, Sam? What are um things you're going to do? I have. I 
simplistic, realistic goals. And um, I think my biggest battle will just not be getting distracted. (laughs) And my simplistic direct uh, goals are going to be finish this album, make something for the Honquinox, and write some stuff for We the Hollowed, and that's it. For 365 days, those are my only three major goals. And um, I'm, I think, like, I, even though it's not something of a creative output, like, I think I am going to, like, continue, obviously, doing more magical-type things, and that's going to lead me down unforeseen rabbit holes because I never like to mark that destination whatever it might be before it gets here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, no, I love that. And I know how pompous it is to be like, no, what are you going to do? It's like, no one <laughs> never knows. You know, we're lucky to share an atmosphere of oxygen, you know, anytime we wake up. So, but I just mean, there's, there's a kind of sensibility in that it's kind of an anti-resolution. I think resolutions are made to be broken and maybe that's just like, a punk rock heart about it just like you don't need a fucking calendar or calculator to tell you you know or especially one that's shared by everything else to tell you when to stop stuff but on your own time you know what are you going into in january no one ever talks about january you know no one's ever like <laughs> you know <laughs> what does january look like for you january's got to wear the whole year on its shoulders like it's you know, it's just a bunch of lost resolutions and terrible suffering. And, you know, it's just a, it's a sad, <laughs> sad state of affairs. So I'm just looking out for January. That's what I'm doing. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> but January yeah. is as far as I'm willing to uh, foreshadow into. Come right. At this point. <laughs> yeah, let's charge January. January, January. In January. Um. I did want to say as we, you know, kind of moving towards the end of our wonderful uh, cast. And I do thank you, Sam and Luxa and, of course, JJ and all the people in the chat. Thank you for joining tonight. Uh, This has been absolutely lovely. Hopefully I didn't, you know, overshare my shit. It has always been about, you know, kind of sharing all of all of your wonderful things this year. So. Um, I did want to, though, talk about an in-memoriam sort of segment. And um, at first, I thought I would keep this in front of house, you know, in the beginning of the um, of the podcast. But now nah, you can't front load things like this, but we won't end somber because this is a celebration. So. The year started, of course, um, you know, with uh, our friend Jiggy passing. That was in, uh, I think it was in January, actually. Damn, January, you're fucking up. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, words cannot express how much... uh, fun and um just kind of brilliant goof juice that jiggy allowed us but he always had such a discerning uh aspect to him and i will say this 
only Jiggy could do it. None of that shit exists now. A lot of people fell into their own tundras. We all went back to our own kind of avenues of flair and everything. But Jiggy was the only one to bring like truly disparate people kind of together under, you know, his very watchful eye. So that's how the year started. And, uh, you know, that was rough as shit. And yeah, just uh, here's to you, Jiggy. You know, big ups. Big love. Um, other than, of course, Jiggy. Um, what came into my mind in memoriam this year were so many other folks. I feel all of us now in whatever generation that we find ourselves in, we are connected to this generation that is slowly starting to pass on. Like it's slowly starting to just kind of leave um you know people like terry hall uh who is a singer for the specials but most notably my favorite uh Funboy three uh who passed away quite recently um mark lanigan big one mark lanigan was i was out of nowhere i wouldn't even consider it in that generation but you know what i mean um it just seems like a lot of the people that we grew up being inspired by and shining on with, you know, are starting to haunt on. And uh, I was wondering if uh, either of you could talk about any others, if any 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 of them come to Angelo mind. Whether Badalamente. Angelo Badalamente was a big one that's on my list, yeah. He... Uh, obviously from the comic book and like Tim Sale, um, you know, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Uh, but yes, Angelo Badalamente, let's talk about that. Yeah, that that's definitely the one that hit the hardest. And it does like it, it is like a realization for me that, you know, I sit there and I realize like, fuck, all of my heroes are like in their late 40s to mid 50s now. And that's okay, but like, damn, you know, like, I don't know. I, I digress. The The passing of Angelo Badalamente was very hard for me because he was a huge inspiration. And even though it didn't take place this year, like two of the things I'm really proud of are um, I got to be on the two different uh, Twin Peaks compilations on um, No Wait. Problema tapes and... Look at I'm um, Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cooper, Cyborg Cooper. Yeah. Or Zombie Cooper. So these are actually from when we went to the R&R Sonomish and all that. This one's going on Ectogasm the guitar. Hey, there we go. Yeah. But Black uh, Lodge symbol. Yeah. But god, he was just, you know, as a producer as, you know, somebody who writes songs he was just very very influential i don't think i would really have the love for soundtracks that i do if i didn't listen to angelo Badalamente when i was probably like 22 23 um what got me what i mean i always loved his stuff but it was the uh mulholland drive score slash it's got 
also David Lynch's music, which is highly underrated, his personal music, and he's worked with Angelo. Um, and I fucking love those albums, but there are time that and you know the Twin Peaks score shared two sides, like two polarities of kind of nostalgic and beautiful, almost like darkly whimsical and just like treacherous and gnawing, but also beautiful. Like he was so good at that. Um, but yeah, he was, he was a huge inspiration to me too. I mean, and after working with Bobby Hale, you know, LHP, um, or sorry, LPA listening post alpha, um, you know, in his left hand path. Yeah, left hand <laughs> path. It wouldn't be opposed to being called right. the LHP, but but uh, you know, I um, it's funny how Twin Peaks and like all of that. And right when I was, uh, you know, really getting into the Temple of Babylon Qurans on, Angelo Badalamenti dies, and you know who told me was CW CW Chanter. He texted me. That's who told me too. (laughs) Yeah, he texted me. me Yeah, he texted me and he said, "You know, I'm sorry," which is hilarious because CW famously does not like David Lynch films, or he famously doesn't like Twin Peaks, right? I think that's that's more more specific. But I thought it was really adorable that he he knew how much I liked Angelo Badalamenti. He knew how much. I enjoyed that stuff that he found out from, you know, whoever and texted me about it. And when I looked on the internet, you couldn't find anything. But what I did find was a, like a, it was an Italian newspaper that posted the obituary. That was the only thing you can find. And I posted it in the, we, the hollow discord. It's like, I don't read Italian, but pretty sure this is not good news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah that uh you could feel that one across the board mark lanigan too but that was a rough one mark uh, lanigan of the screaming trees yeah he no. was really mark one of lanigan the last mark lanigan sam <laughs> one of the last um <laughs> you know grunge musicians really out there to be honest yeah yeah one of the last of the first maybe yeah well, how about Godard? Okay. Oh, yeah. There's so many. There's so many. Oh, my gosh. Loretta Lynn and... Loretta Lynn? Sidney Poitier? Uh, McVie. Oh, uh, Peter of the Sex Pistols, Vivian Westwood passed yep, today. today. <laughs> that was shade. I like that. It's the it's just a fact, okay. That's shade. I like that. The leader of the Sex Pistols, Vivian Westwood. Vivian sure it's Westwood. not Malcolm McLaurin, because it definitely ain't Johnny Rotten. Tell you what. <laughs> uh, uh, but that was funny. I like that one. Um, she was awesome, though. I I unironically do really like Vivian Westwood, and I even yeah, like the MTV uh, Vivian Westwood runways that had like the Prodigy and Filter and shit well, like her, that. Uh, her store on King Circle was called Sex, wasn't it? It was called Sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the whole reason they made these bands like Adamant or Sex Pistols or anything like that was um, it, it wasn't uh, that the bands were promoting the clothes. 
um, or it wasn't that the clothes were promoting the bands. The bands were made to promote the clothes. So they were almost right. like an advertising thing. I mean, that's where the joke, I mean, that it was, it has not been unsaid that, uh, you know, the Sex Pistols were a boy band, essentially, right? Oh, God. Finding that yeah. out was like finding out Santa Claus wasn't real. I don't know, but John Lydon has uh, <laughs> went out of his way to remind us that uh, I'm not so sure that's the case. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Hubert Deutsch, uh, the co-creator of the Moog synthesizer, passed away this year. Oh, no. Um, But, yeah, in comics, and I know I'm forgetting some others because it was kind of a one-two punch, but Tim Sale, who I had kind of an aching want to always work with. His art was always kind of my favorite. He did uh, The Long Halloween from Batman. Um. Just a brilliant, like, dark, whimsical artist. Let me see if I can bring up something. But he passed away, and there wasn't a lot of, like, fanfare. And I was like, what the fuck? This guy was the best. Um, uh, There was a lot of things in those mediums. You know, Kevin Conroy, though, for sure, was a big hit. Because I think people of our spectrum, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. grew up with with Kevin Conroy as the voice of our Batman so much that we would read comics in his voice. Like that was between Batman, the animated series and um, the 1989 Jack Nicholson, Batman like that in my brain, like up to the point when I was about 10 years old is like how I envisioned Batman. Like that's that that's my concept of him yeah. as a child kevin conroy's voice in the animated series and it was surprisingly um i think like batman the animated series and uh x-men the animated series um from the 90s oh, yeah. are probably the two that hold up the best that was the freaking x-men the animated series was the soap opera to end all soap operas i was watching it as an adult going I was clinging to my Legos watching this shit. And this is straight <laughs> up like days of our lives <laughs> with superpowers. It's hilarious. It is so funny. Um, but yeah, here's Tim Sale. I always said Sally because I, I don't know why, because no one ever said it to me. You know, it's uh, I always bring this up about Camus. Um, when I was a kid talking to, I was in a, a debate club and existentialism came up and, you know, I was talking about Camus, but I called him Camus because no (laughs) one ever said his name to me. That's just how I read it was Camus. And I got so shamed. Uh, It's Camus. (sighs) Like, fuck you. Somebody told you how to pronounce it. I'm just figuring this shit out. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm guilty uh, of it too. I'm still guilty of it. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, this is him, him sale. I can't talk enough about just how brilliant he was and uh, like really crooked, beautiful. Oh, hey, it's Solomon Grundy. Born on a Monday. <laughs> Died on a Tuesday. Got buried on Wednesday. Or no, wait. But yeah. Like, 
<laughs> His scarecrow though was like always my favorite. Oh, that's it's a really very, cool scarecrow. It's a very like surrealist. Like all the body types don't make sense. Like I love it. He was he was from another world, honestly. But anyways, I wanted to share that because I felt like he didn't uh, get enough love, and uh, he's done some brilliant things. Um, I'm sure Eric Millar is going to kill me for not mentioning others because I feel there was. It was so hard to do an aggregate of how many we lost this year. It was. It, it was. I feel like I'm definitely forgetting people, and yeah. um, I think like Jiggy undoubtedly was the biggest one, and that That's was the right one that marked the year. Yeah, that was the one that hit hardest, and um, you know. And uh, oh, I wanted to share this. So, in tribute to Jiggy, this is my DSLR, and um, oh, cool. You know, I I use it to take photos of things, right? Because it's a camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I was going through. I was taking some photos for Mary for her album, and uh, I found these really sweet pictures of old Jiggy streams of me doing what I did with the Polaroid, which is coming clear. Which is take pictures of the stream. And I have old Jiggy streams. Oh, Eric Millar says Kevin O'Neill. Kevin O'Neill, yes. Or uh, not uh, Kevin O'Neill, but wasn't uh, uh, fucking Neil Adams too? Now that I'm thinking about it, was that last year? Kevin O'Neill and I think Neil Adams too. Fuck if it was Neil Adams too this year. That is just fucking. I think that might have been early this year. But anyways, so these are old. There's some questionable players in those panels, but you can see me at the bottom there taking a picture of the stream. And there's Jiggy up in the top left. Jill. It's just these really sweet artifacts that I found. Um. Yeah, and John aside, um, it was just really, um, it was kind of heartwarming because I had forgot I had taken these for almost a year. And because I was using the camera to, you know, shoot some cool stuff for Mary, um, I found them. And that was a very moving kind of touchstone of like how, how much fun those us in lockdown and all the shit that we were going through, you know, me in Denver. Um, yeah, that was that was a totally yeah. different chapter of your life. Looking back, <laughs> fucking feels like every couple of months is a totally different. <laughs> well, that's right. Like, settle fucking down, please. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Eric says, "Yup." In April, yeah, Neil Adams, the fucking creator of my favorite, one of my favorite. Um. Uh, Batman villains, at least the illustrator, uh, Roz Al Ghul. Oh, yeah. Who I, uh, that was another. See, I'm gonna have another project now, six months from here. It's gonna be Roz Al Ghul, and it's gonna be all my like screaming breakbeats. 
It's going to be all yeah. in. I want to hear Raw's so cool now. <laughs> but I'm ready for you to good. enter your your. I'm, I want you to put on a black trench coat and paint your face white like a vampire and just go full Raw's so cool. You do white face in 2023. <laughs> Buy some fake blood from Party City and some plastic teeth. Just, just get, go the whole fucking nine yards. Do it. Get a coffin if you have to. Wait, can we get a screenshot? <laughs> Does this come with milk? <laughs> I don't, I'm testing out uh, sayings, 2023 sayings. I don't think that's it. I don't no, think, I don't think come that with one's going to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> does, does this come with, <laughs> come with milk? <laughs> Sir, I'm gonna need to see your license <laughs> registration. Does it come with milk? <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I love all of you. Um, let's get a round of last words. Uh, I'm glad we're laughing because I did not want to end on laughing. Yes, the, let's not uh, get too somber here. Yeah. Come on, JJ, lay it on me. What's what's your philosophy, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just keep keep on keeping on. Um, keep creative. Don't get stuck in in the vastness of the space. And um, you know, be forgiving to yourself, and don't focus on everything being so perfect and precious i mean that's what i've been saying for a while but i love that yeah that's I a think really that's where it's at yeah thank you for having me on oh big love jj it's i'm so excited very enjoyable and yeah. thank you sam and luxa and everybody yeah, this is Happy New Year. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this. Oh, it's us on a Polaroid. See, cool. talk about hauntology. I'm taking Polaroid wow. streams. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I love how my mic, my how dirty my. There is something so meta about seeing a computer screen on a Polaroid. I yeah. just gotta say that. Well, that's I... <laughs> what I was doing in the past with the jiggy streams and i don't know like we can't discount just because it's this kind of combustible digital nature of streaming and stuff we can't discount how actually moving they can be and how transformative they are and so yeah you know stream like this deserves a polaroid but yeah hey there i am <laughs> Hair kind just, of a mess. Just, here just to give us your... Look uh, better than me. I'm sick and I'm ready for bed. <laughs> shit, man. You look better than me. like very late at night. <laughs> What's that? I said it's very late at night. I yeah, understand. it's pretty late. <laughs> I appreciate you. I think we're in the same time zone. Yeah. So. I need to get some more West Coast friends. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, Keats, you just need to stay up later. Or wait, no. Get on earlier. Wait. There you How's go. It no, was, <laughs> the second one. I'm going to duck out now. I'm sorry. Yeah. We love you, JJ. <laughs> Thank I know. you we're so just, much. I love you, we're too. We're burning your oil. 
I love you, JJ. JJ. Get some sleep, okay? Thank you. You too. Take care, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Good night. I'm excited for you. Whatever you do, you know, you always have a place on We the Hollowed. We'll uh, put out anything that you do. Um, Even if it's printed before, who gives a fuck? That's the thing. Goldfish, public memory, you know? People still deserve to see it. Just because you put it out once doesn't mean everyone's going to catch it that needs to. That's all, and- I'm, that's all I'm saying. You know? That's all I'm going to say. But, uh, yeah, so I have uh, the new instrumental lo-fi soundtrack score album coming out um, under Ectogasm. I haven't decided if that's with an S or a Z because I waited too long on that guy um yeah i love what eric's saying we can all do better together that's what new years are for and there i'm so excited we the hollowed you know it's uh all of us are so multifaceted we do so much and i'm i'm just so proud of everything michelle especially or you know she's been so consistent eric has you know i could learn from them that's a big thing that i need to get to um, I've been focusing more on Haunt Manual within Substack, uh, which you can subscribe to at keatsross.substack.com. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I can never with, do that. You know but what I've I been focusing on that because like... it's better, uh, better formatting. You know what I mean? It's easier to read long, longer things on Substack. So that's why i feel like with more magical experiences that come with the new year like the more articles will write themselves yeah it's all a matter of just kind of relaying those experiences into text i mean Um, my thing is like yeah i've got it i need to transfer it to you know we the hollowed uh which i have been but it's it's hard. It's hard delineating. This whole year was about delineating, you know, especially with haunt manuals. Like I'm not writing it for the book just yet because that will be edited and figured out when the print thing comes. So it's okay to format for Substack and then format for an article for we, the hollowed it's like, yeah, it's like learning how to construct the voices, you know, for each medium. And if you're, if you know, subscribe to the haunt manual, I mean, that's cool, but honestly, I would say we the hollowed and especially no gods but my own. I'm gonna type no thanks because I'm signed out and I'm, I'm probably literally uh subscribed on like eight different accounts, but uh, <laughs> no gods but my own, Mr. Eric Millar, it's one of the best pieces of work ever, and he does. You know, he he kind of sparked the idea in me that Substack can be a place where it's very just literature driven, you know, and you can collect those things into a print form. So that's a big thing. Obviously, um, we the hollow.org is though is uh, it's kind of been been the baby, and now that it's new and improved. Uh, especially watch or watch, uh, read. I love the black antenna and white text. 
Yeah. Like the black background, white font, and like Eric's little emblem that he I mean, created at the top. It's been a great really year for nice this. Layout. I think it's easier on the eyes for like long term reading, too. Yeah. Obviously, Pragmagic will still continue. I think what I've done is I've discerned that a lot of interviews and things I do, I want to be more congenial in the sense that I'm going to do them on YouTube for live streams. Um, and then until I'm finishing Haunt Manual, the actual audio podcast may have some interviews. Um, I know there's something I'm working on with JJ's and of Bobby Hales that are working into something else. So it's not just the strict interview. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of taking back the, the artistic form of a, of a radio broadcast and, and doing stuff like that for audio wise for the Pragmagic, you know, podcast feed or whatever. But anyways, Fucking enough about us, am I right? <laughs> anyway, Sam, you have been just uh, an absolute light for me this year. I love you. Thank you for hanging out. I love you too, Keats, and thank you so much for letting me take part in We the Hollowed, and thank you for letting me take part in the Honquinox and just all of the projects and all of the collaboratory efforts that um, you have allowed me to be a part of, and I value you as a friend, and I look forward on seeing what kind of adventures lay you down the road for us next year. So hold on to your butts. As okay. Nixon said, you said it almost, <laughs> you said it almost word for word. What I gave you to say, you just missed a couple things in there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Did you see I'm me sorry, trying to mimic what you're saying? Going a little too fast. <laughs> it had a glitch. You missed it. You're going to, you're going to get docked. Uh, Anyways, yeah, big love. Uh, it's been quite a fucking thunderous year, and I'm really excited for next year. I think we've all found the aspector of ourselves to keep, you know, haunting in the present, keep the things that worked, fuck the things that don't, and I mean literally have sex with the things that don't. Anyways, I love all of you. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat, and uh, yeah, big love. Big love, everybody. Big here's love to, and haunt on. Here's to 2023, year of the Koi Toady. Haunt on. <laughs>